Hey loves, welcome back to the Get Loved Up podcast, your number one resource for inspiration and motivation to live your purpose, make healthy living a priority and thrive doing what you love. I'm your host, Koya Webb, a small town girl who chased her dreams and caught them, a former track and field athlete who healed using spirituality and yoga, and an entrepreneur who didn't let sexual assault, racism, and insecurities dim her light. And now it's your turn to allow these episodes with some of the top voices in spirituality, wellness, and entrepreneurship to inspire you to thrive. Let's get loved up together. Welcome back to the Get Loved Up podcast, your one-stop shop for inspiration in the areas of spirituality, wellness, and entrepreneurship. Today, I am so excited to share my friend and amazing entrepreneur who went from being a chiropractor to running a multi-million dollar boss babe business. Danielle, I mean, she is the most humble fun-loving, girl-next-door person you can meet. We literally met at a friend's party and have just been all up in each other's face since. Danielle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That was an impressive introduction. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, I just love your personality. I remember the first time I met you, I was just like, I like her. I really like her. The feeling was mutual. I mean, I think we started talking about nails. I was like, oh my God, your nails. Yeah, yeah, we did. We bonded um, over food, nails, and relationships, I think. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And that's kind of how I want to start. Like, I know relationships are really important to you. Can you tell me kind of what you look for in relationships? Goodness, like that's such a good question. And really, I would just start by saying like, relationships sometimes kind of perceived as like oh just a romantic relationship but Mm -hmm. really relationships span across every sector in your life whether it's business whether it's friendship whether it is romantic and I think you can't get anywhere alone you know and there's a saying that it's lonely at the top but there's also the saying if it's lonely at the top you've done it wrong And I really believe in that. And so for me, I get so much joy from relationships. I achieve so much with relationships that actually, you know what? I would rather do this with other people than on my own. That's probably why I ended up with a business partner. I know. And that's just so exciting how you and Natalie met. But before that, you also met one of my dear friends, Nick Pigeon. Can you tell me like what your relationship is with Nick and how you chose her as your coach? Yeah, so basically, as you kind of shared in the introduction, I was a chiropractor. So um, in 2010, I graduated from chiropractic school and, you know, went on my merry way practicing. Over that period, I kind of started to get a little bit of a bug for entrepreneurship and I started my own clinics and I became a partner in the fastest growing primary healthcare brand in the UK. So in chiropractic, physiotherapy, GP, um, travel nurses, all the things. And that was going great, but one thing I realized in 2016, when my dad had a really nasty skiing accident, um, he actually, we were out on a family ski trip, and he slipped and fell and hit the the snow and the slope at 70 miles an hour, like Ugh. 70 miles an hour. Wow. And he fractured his pelvis, like all the way up. And he was helicoptered to the mountain, transferred hospitals, told he wouldn't necessarily be able to ski again. And he was also told that he had to stay laying down for three months, which meant that he was kept in France for a little while. And in that moment, or in those days that passed, I realized that I had 
financial freedom. You know, I wasn't super wealthy, but, you know, I, I had enough to do what I wanted to do. And that was great. But I realized I didn't actually have freedom because I was tied to a set place, a set time every single day. And my life was like governed in 15 minute appointments as a chiropractor. And whilst I loved what I did, I was like, wow, what's going to happen if, you know, I want a child at some point or my parents get sick again or I just started me questioning. It really got me questioning what my values were and what I really wanted out of my life. And in that moment, I was like, do you know what? I don't know if this is everything that I want. And, you know, a lot of people would say to me, like, well, you've trained all this time to do this. Like, or why are you not content with what you've got? You've got a really good life. And I was like, yeah, I have. And I'm so grateful for all of that. And I want want more. I want to love my life and get it every single day and be like, yes, this is absolutely the life that I want to lead. And I felt I didn't have that at that point. So I really started exploring, okay, well, what does it look like? What does this life look like? And I started like journaling. And I mean, I didn't even know what I was really doing at that point. Like I was like journaling and visualization, but I was like, am I doing this right? I was finding random stuff on YouTube. And I realized that the way that I could create this for myself was by starting an online business. Mm. And like I said, at that point, I was had did a vocational degree. So a chiropractor, you go to be a chiropractor. There isn't really any other modules that you're doing outside <laughs> of that. You're not getting any intuition, like you're not getting any um, tuition on like um, IT or anything like that. And I was like, okay, well, if I do this online business, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just start Googling it and reading and looking for it. And I think something amazing happens when you put an intention out there that you want to change, that you want to do something a little bit different. It's amazing how the universe conspires to support you doing that. And Nick Pigeon basically got shown to me on a Facebook ad, which is just (laughs) absolutely hilarious. So she got shown to me on a Facebook ad that she was, um, somebody who helped people start and grow online businesses. And without thinking about it, I just applied for this breakthrough call. And I had this call and she really opened up to me like, yeah, there's so much that was possible. And reaffirmed that I didn't have to go down the path that I was on and that I could pivot and I could change. And that was okay. And so that's how she became my coach was because she believed in me whilst I didn't believe in myself mm-hmm. and affirmed that, you know what, life is what you want it to be. That is so amazing. And it's so amazing how much we need permission. And I love that you say, you know, she affirmed you and said, yes, you can do that. And I think there are so many people listening that they just need the permission of you can do this and they need someone to affirm them. Can you talk a little bit about how much coaching has really helped your career as you've grown over time? Gosh, that's a great question. I think that coaching has come into my life in so many different forms whether it's direct, like one-to-one stuff. And I think that can be from the coach to the therapy that I've done, or even, you know, I'm working with a team on Facebook ads, or I'm working on a team doing video, and I'm learning, and I'm allowing them to coach me alongside that. I think that's also what's really important, that there are, you know, so many people around us that can help support us on our journey if we ask the right questions mm-hmm. and that we listen. And I think that's the really important thing whenever either looking for a coach or kind of wondering like, okay, what do I do next? So for me, like, um, what was funny was Nick was really instrumental in my journey because actually not a lot of people know this. So I started working with her as part of, and which that was a huge leap of faith, you guys. Like I literally was like, 
I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to do it anyway because the thought of not doing it was worse than the thought of doing it. No, hang on. The thought of doing it was worse than the thought of not doing it. Right. And so I started working with her. As part of working with her, she invited me to San Diego, September 2017. And at the time, I was working full-time as a chiropractor still. And the online stuff was a, was a side hustle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm living in the UK. She's like, okay, do you want to come out for this um, this seminar by this guy called Brendan Bouchard? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who this Brendan Bouchard guy is. And I'm like, I've been to America once before, but, you know, nothing other than that. Yeah, do you know what? I'll give it a go. So I used my vacation time. Um, from my job to fly out mm. to San Diego for the seminar. What I didn't know was Nick was actually good friends with my now business partner, Natalie. Nick had also persuaded Natalie to come down to the seminar. And oh. basically, Natalie and I bonded because we were the geeks at Brendan's seminar. Every single day, I was like, if I've taken these days off to do this, I am going to be a little geek and sit here the whole entire time. I'm not going to miss a minute that Brendan speaks on. And so I was just really like putting myself into it. And so was Natalie. And so we just bonded over this kind of like dedication to be there to learn. Um, And it's really funny now because it's come full circle. I remember watching Brendan on stage thinking, oh my God, like you are absolutely amazing. Like I'm learning so much and what an amazing man. Um, That was September, 2017. And just to put it into context on how quickly you can change your life. To that 2017, went to see Brendan for the first time in January, 2020, Brendan texted me and asked me if I would want to go to Puerto Rico for this private mastermind. Mm. Wow. That is so amazing. And you're right. You never know how things are going to divinely align when you say yes to yourself. And I think I just want to point that like you said yes to yourself. You said, you know, first of all, you were doing what you thought you wanted to do at one point you know, being a chiropractor, which I think is important because in Get Loved Up, we always encourage doing the things that bring you joy. It might not be your end thing, but if you do it, then eventually along your path of growth and evolution, you might find something else that brings you joy. And you did. And so when you met Brendan and when you decided, okay, I'm going to follow this coaching, Nick introduced you and you met Natalie. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship with Natalie? So I think the first thing was that we had a common um, value Mm -hmm. and that Natalie and I both valued growth. And I say growth because I think it can come in all forms. It can come in, most people think financial growth, but it can come in professional growth. It can be coming just actually learning to be a better person, growing, you know, your communication skills or any skills that you have. And Natalie and I were very unapologetically ambitious. And this is the one thing that I get really triggered by is that it's sometimes frowned upon that for people to own that they want more or they want to change or they're like, do you know what? I love my life and I'm striving for this next thing. I've bought this car and I'm striving for this next car. I bought this house and I'm striving for this next house. Mm-hmm. And I really think there's like a lot of negative connotations around that with by saying like you want more things. And those things also don't need to be materialistic, by the way. You know, that's how my journey started. It wasn't I wanted more physical things. It was like, I want more freedom. I want the freedom to be able to travel. I want mm-hmm. the freedom to be able to do these things. I want the freedom not to have to feel like I need to show up for work for the next 
50 years. I want to be able to retire at some point. I want to be able to have children and have that time off, whatever that looks like. And Natalie and I bonded over that because we weren't afraid to say what we wanted out of our lives. Um, And so we ended up, you know, sharing a common theme around that. I went back to the UK. She was living in San Francisco at the time, right? But we just stayed in contact. And another thing that we always were doing was we all, and I think that's probably why we ended up going to business together. We led a life of abundance where we were never like, oh, there's not room for two of us. There's not room for, you know, if you're succeeding, I can't succeed. That's mm-hmm. absolutely bullshit. Like the more that we can like thrive and support each, each other together, mm-hmm. you can achieve more. And so Natty and I came from that mindset. And so when I went back to the UK, we were continuing talking and she was sharing with me about this idea that she had, which was the society, what our membership is called now. And it was, it was basically a membership for female entrepreneurs. And I, like her, was lonely as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Like I was like entrepreneurial and ambitious. And honestly, it was kind of lonely because a lot of my friends from back home didn't really relate to where I was at. Right. They were kind of like, oh, what do you mean you want an online business? When like I said, you've just done this degree and you're doing all these things. Mm-hmm. So Natalie and I bonded that. And then we realized through conversations that if we were like that, there were going to be more women out, out there like this as well. And so versus just being like, oh, you know, well, she's, you know, doing that and I can't support her. I was just like one night, Friday night, I was sat in, kind of a bit bored, and I was just on my computer. And I was like, I'm just going to find some information. Natalie's mentioned this idea that she's got that she's going to do. And I just found a ton of research papers that kind of like really um, reinforced that the idea was a good idea. I think it was the GEM reports um, about the proportions of female entrepreneurs and all that stuff. I just sent it to her. No expectation whatsoever. None. I just said, hi, Natalie. Was thinking about you tonight. I found this information. Thought it might help you in your project. Talk to you soon, Danielle. That was it. Didn't think anything of it. But because I did that and I went out my way and I was leading with abundance, I was leading with like, okay, I'm just here to help and support. She then reached out back, like reached out to me and said, oh my goodness, thanks for sending this stuff over. Um, And we just grew. Our relationship started blossoming from there. And so for context of people on timeline, we met in the September 2017. We had incorporated our business together by 31st of January 2018. Wow. That's so it was a whirlwind. <laughs> That's like, you know, when you see someone and you, you fall in love with the first time. You just know. I love that. And it's so beautiful because I think a lot of people need examples of like, how can it work? And I'm sure it's not like you don't have problems and you don't have arguments, you don't have disagreements. But once you've committed, like we have this like-minded mission Let's work on it. Yeah, 100%. Like, and I guess that's the other part of this, the question around that communication. You know, it's never easy. Like, mm-hmm. all relationships are never easy. And if you go into any relationship thinking it's going to be perfect, you're going to be really disappointed. Mm-hmm. So it's recognizing that actually this is a relationship that we are both committed to. We very much treat it like a marriage in some ways because it's a business marriage. Like, don't forget, when you do shareholders agreements or operating agreements a company, that's like your prenup. I had a um, lawyer on our podcast talking about this the other day. That's like your prenup to mm-hmm. your business, right? So we just went into it with really clear intentions about what we wanted. And Boss Babe, we've always treated us like our baby. Like we're the mums of it. And Boss Babe is our baby. And we are there to do best by Boss Babe. And then we communicate through it. We've done therapy together. We've done um, like we go on holiday together. We always, but one thing we've always practiced 
is honest, clean communication. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, clean communication is, and this is, by the way, this is not something I knew in 2017. This is something like I've learned because we needed to learn on both sides. You know, there would be conversations that kind of didn't feel like amazing, Mm -hmm. um, but they were difficult ones for the business. But now we got to a point where we educated ourselves because I believe everyone can be a better communicator. It's not you're just good at it or you're not. You can become better at it. And we learned to communicate. So we would basically say versus like, oh, um, like you said this, it was so mean. It's like, hey, when you said this, this is the story I told myself or this is how I felt. So it's not like you're pointing the finger at someone whenever you're having challenges. It's just being like, okay, well, I am responsible for my feelings. I'm just letting you know my feelings versus you're responsible for my feelings. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned in communication on a business mm. setting. It's just in a friendship setting as well. It's really taking responsibility for how I show up and what I feel because they're all the stories we tell ourselves. I love that. I think it's so important. I think it's so mature as well to take responsibility for your feelings because sometimes people don't know when they hurt you and they never know unless you tell them. So I used to be one that bottled my feelings inside and you know, you don't know if what a person meant, what their intentions were, but when you share it, you can know, you can find out and you can work from there. I also love that you say you had therapy because I feel like, like a lot of times therapy, even though a lot of people are talking about it now, people are scared to get it. And especially in a business relationship, because most, pe- most people think personal therapy, maybe even, you know, romantic relationship therapy. But I think you might be the first person that I've talked to that said, I went to therapy with my business partner. And it's so smart because you also can have places where you're just on a different page and you have to learn how to communicate. Yeah. And again, it's really, really funny because we did this podcast recently because, um, I'm going through a divorce right now. And so we've done a lot around, okay, well, what does, you know, prenups look like? What does negotiations look like? All those things. And one thing that came up that the lawyer said that we had on is like, if you wait till, if you leave it too long, therapy is too late. If you're out the door when you start therapy, it's never going to resolve anything. And I think that's my lesson or like a message that I would want to tell everyone. Like don't wait till it's too late in any relationship because like it can be like, you can wait so far that you basically like, so don't say things, you don't communicate, and then it's too late. You're already like you're already out the door. Yeah. And so that's always the thing with Natalie and I. It was never that we were having big arguments or that we were having problems. We weren't. We've actually been really lucky in that, you know, nine times, nine and a half times out of ten, we get on perfectly well. In fact, I'd probably say it's like ten out of ten now, so we've learned to communicate better. But in those early days, but it was more just around being proactive. Okay, well, you're your upbringing was like this. My upbringing was like this. So we have di- we have different experiences of communication. How can we work together to make sure that they um, work well together versus mm-hmm. repel each other? And so that was what it was. It was just proactive. So it wasn't like we went for big problems. It was just like, hey, like how do you? How can I show up for you better? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other thing when you go in with intentions to be better for yourself and the other person like that's when things really blossom and relationships really blossom and grow versus going in with being like well I have all this stuff that's been going on for ages I'm Mm -hmm. just angry and I need a place to vent yeah it's not always the best way to go into therapy but yeah I've done therapy 
I love that. That's so true to as well. And I love that you're all about personal and professional development. And I know you mentioned that you went through a divorce and I personally know that it wasn't easy for you. So can you share a little bit about how hard that w- was for you, especially wanting to be one, like focused on growth and working things out. But can you share a little bit about how you got through that very tough decision to transition that relationship? Yeah, it's, it's been really hard actually. And it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, do I talk about this or not? But honestly, my journey as like a 30-something-year-old getting divorced, um, I found it really lonely because there weren't other people talking about it. And so I've kind of made this a point now to talk about so that the stigma isn't there and people don't feel so lonely and that they can perhaps learn from some of the things that I didn't know. And like I said, just in this podcast, just sharing like talk before it's too late I left things way too late I did not bring things to the surface of my relationship which should have been brought up way before and it is it has been a really bit difficult journey but one of the things that I try and do is and there's two two lessons from it one is that it is okay giving yourself permission and giving those around you permission to change things because I think that's what I did in my career I gave myself permission to change my career and it was the best decision I ever made. Mm -hmm. And I also gave myself permission to leave a marriage that was not supporting me and being my, like my reaching my potential and Mm -hmm. likewise him, you know, because I think when you have, you have at least one person upset in a marriage, you will have another. Yeah. And I think that's, what's really powerful is that actually, you know, we, we sometimes feel like if we make a decision, we can't change our minds later down or we go down one path, we can't change a different direction. And the way I look at my life is, you know, let's say I'm starting in, let's say I'm starting in LA and I want to make my way over to New York. There are so many different routes that I can take. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they're the wrong route. If I have that North Star of what I want my life to be like, and when I say what I want my life to be like, I really tune into how I want to feel every single day or the impact that I want to have. Um, that's what's important to me. And when I have that at the forefront in my mind, it becomes much easier to make those decisions on hang on a minute, I need to turn left here. Or do you know what? I'm on the right track. Or do you know what? I need to do a detour around this part and I think that's the way I started to look at my life was just going you know what it's okay to change I'm just I'm still on the same road I'm just taking a different route and ultimately those decisions are are my decisions and I know they're in my best interest because I really feel like you know when something's not like you know when you're not in line you're not purposeful and you're not authentic like that eats away at you and the only way I could describe it is if anyone ever feels like they can't shine, mm. whether that's in the role that they're doing at work, in relationships, friendships, romantic, whatever it is. Like, just really ask yourself, like, am I in, what is serving me? Like, is this really serving me if I don't feel like I can be my full expression, I can't fully shine? Mm. That's the question I asked myself, and the answer was no, so I changed it. I love that. Permission to change and permission to shine. I love, love, love that. So I get loved up. We focus on spirituality, wellness, and entrepreneurship. And I know we really started geeking out over energy and like really how energy works. And I know you grew up with a specific religion, but you really got 
clear on how energy work when you went to Joe Dispenza's workshop and I love Joe Dispenza. So can you share with people about your experience there and what you feel about like energy and spirituality? Yeah. So as a chiropractor, when I was like learning, there was all this like energy term kind of thrown around a little bit, but not necessarily like something I really understood. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I would definitely be aware that my hands would be red hot after treating some people. And, you know, I was definitely aware in certain presences, kind of like I would feel certain ways. Um, But basically, I discovered Joe Dispenza via Natalie, actually. She was living in LA at the time. I was still in the UK, so he wasn't really um, doing much over there. And she's like, oh, I've been reading this book called Joe Dispenza. Um, And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. So I listened to her podcast episode. And I was like, he spoke about meditation and these pieces of this episode. And I was like, wow, I really want to learn to meditate. And I just put his name in Google. And so it happened. Again, remember what I said earlier about the universe deliverance? (laughs) He was doing this progressive workshop, which is like a two and a half day workshop, which he barely does. He's more known for his advanced, which are longer ones. And he was doing it in Edinburgh, which, you know, for context, was like an hour flight from where I lived. I was like, what are the chances of that? So I was like, okay, I'm going to go. So I really went with like, like not really knowing what I was like getting into. I'm like, okay, I want to follow this guy. He seems pretty cool. He was actually a chiropractor before previously. So I was like, well, now I really need to go. And he's going to teach me how to meditate. Well, I showed up to that seminar and I was blown away. So I was like a bit of a science girl, you know, chiropractic. Mm-hmm. I was looking into the science of stuff. Like I loved science as a kid and facts and stuff like that. And one thing that I'd always noticed a little bit was there was like this disconnect that I'd seen previously between like science facts and spirituality it was almost like yeah spirituality is like woo woo people would say that like woo woo and it's like all of this and then there's like cold hard facts and science big bang theory all this stuff mm-hmm. but when I went to Joe Dispenza's I learned that that couldn't be further from the truth and he actually spoke around the science of spirituality the science of manifestation the quantum physics and so my science brain was absolutely loving it. And then this intuition and knowing which I'd had within me that, you know, there were things like there was something out there or there was this feeling of energies or these things I was picking up that I couldn't see. They started to come together. Mm. So it was like such a magical weekend where I was like starting to kind of form ideas and understandings that I hadn't been able to before. And, you know, he spoke around, you know, like I said earlier, you know, I would say these things. I, well, actually, this is a really funny story, which I've never, ever told publicly before. When I was a kid, I used to be able to do this thing, like, you know, fairs that you would go to. Mm-hmm. There would be like little games that would be like picking numbers, like pick a square and you can win a prize. Mm-hmm. Pick a raffle ticket and you win a prize. I always won the prize. And you know what I used to do? I used to close my eyes and feel and let something jump out at me. Mm-hmm. And I never really understood that until, like I said, I went to Joe's and then they were talking around like energies and vibrations and put it into context. And then I started seeing, well, actually, yeah, like that starts to make sense because I'm on certain frequencies. And again, when I said, oh, I want to change online business and then Nick started popping up, like you start vibrating on certain frequencies and you attract then those frequencies. And so once I had an understanding of that, I could start to put it in more practice. Mm-hmm. And that's probably been one of the most instrumental things 
that I have learned and applied to business Mm -hmm. Um, because I really believe you are what you say you are. Words have so much power. Your actions have so much power. And if you don't lead with a high vibration and a high energy, you're going, you're not going to get it back. And so that's how I really go. That's how then I've learned to apply it in my business. I always try and think, I try and, one of the highest energies is like love, right? So I always try and lead with love. If I go into things negatively or with hatred or with, you know, malintention, that's what I'm going to receive back. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I go in with like, okay, like how can I find that win-win? How can I lead with that love? And you see this, can you start seeing the things that have started to like, pulled together I said earlier with me and Natalie we there was never any scarcity we let we came in with love and abundance to help each other and look what we got back in return it's amazing that is a phenomenal story and I love that you love science and you connected the science and spirituality I think Joe Dispenza does it amazingly and his book Becoming Supernatural is one of my favorite to share with my community to read to understand the science behind spirituality yeah, and i've probably absolutely done his whole book a disservice so go and read it or go to his seminars because it's not actually something i ever talk about like yeah i've never spoken about this but it's just something that i'm like you know for this conversation it is relevant i know a lot of your listeners are going to relate to it and you know know that already and I'm like yeah and what's daniel saying we've known this for ages but I I think it's just important to recognize it and Mm -hmm. recognize the power that we all have and we're all in control of our energy. And again, when we take responsibility for our own energy, Mm -hmm. it then ultimately means that those around us start with taking responsibility for their energy as well. And if they don't, then we remove ourselves from that. Right. And I think this is so important because it doesn't matter what religion you come from. Energy is energy. And what's interesting about religion is because in religion, you're repeating certain things. You're reading certain things. You have different mantras or scriptures or prayers. And all of that is energy. So that's why people say, well, if you believe in something and that's what's important. Yes, because you're believing in a power. You're believing in a, a high energy. And Really, I would say generally, you know, I I was brought up Christian, not, I went to like a Church of England school and we did prayer and that, but it wasn't like I was going to church really regularly at all past the age of 10. But what I would say is that religion is often based on a loving figure or thing or energy at the top. And I think that's what we all gravitate to. And when we can see the synergies um, between that and then what we hold within ourselves and our highest power, which I believe is our hearts and how we lead with the love and the energy that we're putting out there. I think then it doesn't really matter always the story behind it. It's like the intuition and the knowing of what, what you know to be true. I think that's my biggest thing. It's like not necessarily what I'm told. It's just like this feeling of what I know to be true. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel like we can all feel it if we stop and listen. And that's why meditation is so important. Yeah. And just stop and like talking about that, like stopping and listening, just allowing ourselves to think as women, particularly, we have such a powerful intuition. Mm-hmm. And over a period of time, I think that's been lost. Mm-hmm. Like we don't actually stop and listen to our intuitions. And I had Jamie Kanlima, who you know as well, on mm-hmm. the podcast, and she said that to me. She was like, 
you have to make space to stop and listen to your intuition listen to that gut instinct and that's really really powerful and i think again something that we just forget about yeah i think we forget and sometimes i feel like we're forced to do other things when we're forced to just like conform or do what we're told or you know be seen and not heard i think that a lot of times you might feel the intuition but you're scared to say something or you're scared you'll be judged if you say something the wrong way or you do something different than the norm yeah and a lot of people don't trust their intuition as well mm -hmm. And that they've lost trust with themselves. And so I think a really good practice is like, okay, well, start small. Like ask yourself, okay, um, you can play games with it too. Because I think there's intuition and then there's like feelings. So I will sometimes just be like, okay, what is my, in what's my gut instinct telling me on this smaller thing? I follow it and then it's affirmed. Like, oh yeah, I was right to make this decision. And then once you start tapping into it and executing on what you're feeling, then there's like that confidence starts to build. Mm -hmm. And then other things I'll sometimes play with, if anyone ever wants to play with like manifestation, which again is like a form of attracting energies to you. I always, I built my confidence around that with the car park one, the angel. Have you heard that? The car, the parking fairies? No. <laughs> okay. You guys have to try this, right? Okay. You know, like parking in cities and stuff can be an absolute nightmare. Mm -hmm. Next time you're going somewhere where parking is a nightmare, just like put out into the universe that you visualize yourself driving to a destination and there being a parking spot just exactly where you need it, just outside that door. It's a perfectly it's a perfect parking spot. It's easy to get into. It's got plenty of space for your car. And I am telling you, <laughs> that parking spot will be there. <laughs> I, you're absolutely right because I said no, but I literally do it all the time and I just did it today. I do not like coming downtown. We're yeah. filming this downtown and I literally am parked right next to the door and I was like, I'm going to go downtown. There's not going to be a lot of traffic and I'm going to slide right in and park and go in. And this is exactly what happened. And for those who <laughs> just listened to this going, you guys are absolutely <laughs> try it just like, try it try it and you have to visualize it you have to yeah it and you have to see it and then go and read joe dispenza's book and it will start making sense yeah becoming <laughs> and i will say this it will happen every time yeah. and i'll say that because you know sometimes we feel like if we don't get something we want or get something we vision we feel like oh well maybe i'm doing something wrong or that's not meant for me but the thing is we are all co-creating at the same time so you have to believe in divine alignment yeah and i and and that same part of the divine alignment, like I always feel like, yeah, you know, part of manifesting or visualization or creating, like things don't go perfectly, but they're always here to serve you. Mm -hmm. Like if I think of all the things that you could argue have gone wrong in my life, well, I've actually come back so much stronger from them. And I think the key thing is, you know, if you don't quit, you can't fail. And sometimes it's like, do you know what? Oh, I did that. I did that manifestation once. That thing didn't come true. I'm not going to try again. Mm -hmm. Well, then, yeah, you're, you're not going to get it. But just keep trying. Like, I, and that's the thing. Like, if a child falls over, you don't say, "Oh, don't you know?" Trying to learn to walk. A toddler's trying to learn to walk. They fall down like 17 times a day or something like that, or 17 yeah. times like every 30 minutes. I don't know. 
some mums out there correcting me on this. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, you don't tell someone to quit. And it's the same thing. Keep trying. And the more you speak it, the more you put it out there, and the more you visualize it, the more you get trying, you get closer and closer every time. Because let me tell you, if you don't try, you're definitely not going to get it. Exactly. I love that. And I also love um, that you're very passionate about values. You know, when it comes to values, when it comes to your health, what are your top things? Because I know like wellness is especially for women right now is really important and self-care is really important. Mental health is really important. So what are your values when it comes to your personal health? So my, obviously being a chiropractor, it's like what's called a biopsychosocial model. Okay. So it's like not necessarily the traditional Western model. It's all like the biological, the psychological and the social and the social being like your environment. Mm -hmm. And so I've always said like, I really, like a holistic approach and what I mean by that is I think unfortunately right now we've got into this polarization of western medicine's bad or like traditional eastern medicine however you want to describe like anything outside of whether western medicine is good or bad Mm -hmm. and it's like no like we get to work together we get to apply western medicine with those traditionals like I've had acupuncture I love acupuncture or Um, with some of those um, herbs and stuff that have been used for generations and thousands of years. And I'm really passionate about having a conversation. Like I feel like nowadays we're becoming so polarized Mm -hmm. that it's not okay to be in the gray area. Like why can't we say like, actually, do you know what? I love these things over here and I love these things over here and I'm bringing them all together. And I, I really want to empower people listening to take ownership of their health and own that because you know, let's just say this with the society we're in that you're kind of getting pushed in one way, but you've got a choice. And I think every single person has to take responsibility for their health. In the UK, you have the NHS, which on reflection, we're very, very lucky to have. Um, it kind of gets a bit of a bad rep, but since uh, being in the US and hearing about certain insurances and payouts, I'm actually really grateful for that. But there was very much this feeling of like, you know, the your health is a responsibility of your doctor. You know, I'm just going to my doctor and I expect him to tell me X, Y, and Z or put me in X, Y, and Z drugs. But I disagree. I think we all have, if you want to be in peak performance and peak health, you have a responsibility to read and look things up and ask questions and Mm -hmm. make informed decisions. And I think that's really important. And, you know, because when you, I, I didn't make informed decisions when I was younger. And I had, you know, I went on certain medication without asking why I was going on it. And that didn't serve me in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I found out when I was um, probably around, I mean, it was actually kind of up and down because I'm probably around 28, but then really again when I was 32 about my polycystic ovaries. But I never asked the right questions properly. You know, I had symptoms of it. Like lots of women, I, I had acne, but guess what? Oh, let's go on, go on the pill for your acne. Well, that just masked actually what was going on, but I wasn't taking responsibility. I didn't know how to take responsibility at that age mm. for my health. Whereas now as like a um, 33-year-old, I'm like, okay, well, I have this. What can I do about it? Okay, what does Western medicine have to offer? Awesome, okay. What are other things that I could do about it? Not once has any doctor mentioned to me about looking at my diet or looking at... Um, you know, my gut health or any of those things. But Mm -hmm. fortunately, through like conversations that I've had, we had um, an amazing lady on the other day 
um, on the podcast. Basically, you're probably like me. It's the way you love podcasting. Like, you get to like pick the brains of incredible people. Right. And she was telling me like how important gut health is, particularly with skin as well. So I'm yeah. like, right, I'll get this probiotics. I'll get those um, prebiotics. I'll do these things. And I'm also going to try and give up gluten and dairy. But it, I'm only doing that because I took responsibility. Yeah. Went to my doctors and I'm like, yeah, do you want to go back on the pill again? I'm like, oh. not really. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> So uh, that's yeah. what I'm passionate about. And it, it's so funny. You, you kind of lead your life and you don't really see, like you don't do reflections. But when I come on a podcast like this and you're asking me these questions, I'm seeing this common theme and a big value of mine, whether it's in health, whether it's in like business or anything, it's taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. We all have to take responsibility for our actions and show up in the best way that we can and take you know, it's responsibility to learn, a responsibility to grow, a responsibility to do freaking better. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I believe in. I love that. Taking personal responsibility. And on the podcast, I feel like we find all these answers because we're asking questions. And when you ask questions, that's when you get answers. And sometimes, like you said, when we just leave it up to our doctors or leave it up to anyone outside of ourselves to really know that only only what we know from our body, it really takes the power from ourselves and gives it to someone else. So I think that's very empowering for you to say, you know, like, take it on yourself to listen. Yeah to really know what's going on in your body. And I'm so glad that, you know, you've, you've had these conversations and you're like, okay, I'm taking my health into my own hands. I'm not just going to get on the pill again and just, you know, mask the situation, but you're actually going deeper and saying, how is my body speaking to me? Yeah. And you can still seek out professionals. I'm not yeah. saying that I'll just Google it and then you know, <laughs> from there. Like, you can just go and seek out different professionals yeah. and ask different questions. And I think for anyone who wants to, achieve anything in their life or get anywhere just like I spoke about that LA to New York like Mm -hmm. you have that North Star you know my health like in New York in that kind of vision like my my health is good I have clear skin I have all these things so it's like you know finding out what that route is and asking those people along the way and but don't lose sight of it Mm -hmm. and take responsibility no one owes you that trip to New York right no one owes you anything Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, okay, how can I take responsibility for creating that vision for myself? I love it. I love that. All right. Last question. You have, you know, have this am- amazingly successful business and I know that your business is focused on values as well. So can you talk a little bit about your values in your business and how you feel like you have grown as much as you've grown now and where you're going with your company so boss babe is the brand behind women's success that's Mm -hmm. what i would say you know we believe that women get to be unapologetically ambitious and we want to help them achieve their version of success because do you know what not everyone's version is the same it doesn't look the same and i think we all get to define like we want boss babes to define what their version of success is. And that can be like partly, you know, work-related, personally, health-related, all of those things. And they get to put that definition on it themselves. And I think that's really, really important. And the next thing is like, I I am here to help women create more wealth. Mm-hmm. That is a big value of mine. You know, not a, I, I, I genuinely believe that if we have more female entrepreneurs, if we have more financial power in a way with women, 
I think it will create better balance. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so passionate about speaking on it. But I think to get there, you have to be, it takes a very round, well-rounded individual, which like you say, is looking at all these different aspects to get there. But yeah, that's what Boss Babe is about. Like we're growing um, we primarily grow on social media and our podcasts and just having these conversations like we're having today. And it's not easy, but just getting away from the highlight reel and just sharing real stories about real women who are building businesses or building careers or whatever that looks like and the struggles that they have in their health and their children and divorces and all that. <laughs> all <know>. the things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that. I love that. And you also are going to start live podcasting yeah. coming up soon. Yeah, we've been doing, uh, we've had a podcast for about two years, but we never did video. Uh-huh. So we relaunch um, super soon, like by the 4th, 4th and 7th of October. So we'll, we'll see how, what this date gets released. But yeah, really exciting. And again, just asking questions on, how we can show up and make the world a better place. Well, I absolutely love that. And I have a little lightning round for you. Okay, I'm All right. What's the favorite book you've read in the last year? Ooh, favorite book. I love The Big Leap mm. by Gay Hendricks. Okay. My favorite. Anyone who's looking for inspiration, um, push through the next level, you want a little bit more, read that. It's a great one. Putting it on my list. What's your favorite meal? I know we both love to eat. <laughs> I love to eat. Can I just say like all Thai food? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm with you right there. Awesome. What makes you laugh the most? Being being around people who have a loving energy. Mm. Like I just, this is nothing, nothing like it. I mean, if I'm with, in a room with people who are just radiating love and abundance and just good energy that makes me laugh and I have to ask you that question because we're always laughing yeah, like we're never right? together and not laughing yeah, it's so much fun too short not to laugh. and last question if this could be Danielle's world what would it look like I think it's got to be around collaboration over competition mm. I feel like we live in a world where we believe that only some we believe that any way to rise is to stand on other people and i mm. fundamentally disagree with that mm. and i think the more people who wake up to feel like do you know what you get further in this world by supporting other people around you yeah like, it would be a much nicer place to live i'm down for that world I love it. Thank you so much, Danielle. It's been such a treat to have you on the Get Loved Up podcast. Can you let everyone know where they can find you and check out some more of your good yeah, stuff? Yeah, you can find me um, on social media at Danielle Canty. You can find Boss Babe at bossbabe.inc. And you can also find us on the podcast, the Boss Babe podcast. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you all so much for tuning in and getting loved up with us. Remember, until next time, love yourself, love others, and love the world one day at a time one breath at a time. And if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe and leave comments. Let us know your feedback. Let let us know your biggest takeaways from this section with Danielle. Tag Danielle and I on social media so we can see you, so we can share you, so we can celebrate you. Until next time, get loved up. I just want to take a moment to say thank you for being part of the Get Loved Up community. I like to share topics and people making a positive impact in the world, and your feedback means the world to me. 
If you haven't already left a review, please leave a five-star review and let me know what you want to hear more of on the show. I'm here for you, and together, we're making the world a better place, one day at a time, one show at a time. Thank you for listening.